0: to am i the bowl cast the only magic the gathering podcast that exists ever period i'm your host mike caroza probably better known as mark carbanza you might know me from my column over at commandersherald.com called am i the bolus gee i wonder why this podcast is what i'm hosting maybe it has something to do with that column of mine that i wrote I am joined, as always, in the very same studio, technically the same room, but in a different country, all together, uh, joined by Games Freak S.A., you know him, you love him, Michael Salani of How They Brew It. hi I'm
1: glad to be here, Mike. Let's talk about very important things in the structure of the universe.
0: Oh, okay. Well, what do you have in mind? Card games? I don't know. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> If you think I'm not going to pivot this podcast away from whatever we want to, I mean, to whatever we want. We could
1: hold on. Wait, wait. Are you telling me that I'm capable of talking about whatever I want on this podcast? Within reason. Anyway, our producer's also here.
0: (laughs) Our producer slash super genius, Morgan Sanchez. Hi, Morgan.
2: Howdy, Mark. Solani and I are, are extra fresh today because we... We just got our first ten degree day and are officially defrosted since our negative ten degree weather on Friday. I successfully blowtorched our switchboards so people are able oh. to finally call in again. And uh we're we're just waiting we're just waiting for somebody to get on the line.
0: Hey, well that's fun. Hold on a second. I just gotta Google something. Ten degrees Fahrenheit. Are you com- are you converting
1: Celsius, Celsius to Fahrenheit?
0: Uh, no, quite the opposite, because you guys are the Americans, and I need to understand what this is. Minus 12? Oh, my God. That's it? You Okay. Well, that's okay. Hold
1: on. That's it?
0: That's it? No, as in, like, that's how you're, like, saying it's defrosted. I'm like, that's not defrosting.
1: That's- oh, no, I thought you were using your, your very Canadian roots to make fun of us for not being able to withstand cold weather.
0: I mean, I am to an extent. Right now, it's minus 8, so you guys have it four degrees colder than us.
1: We're warm. Yeah, we win. Finally, just like the war of 1812.
0: Yeah, well, look, I mean, I don't know if this counts as a win. It does. It does have a feels like indicator of minus 15. So we win by two degrees, three degrees, I think. But either way. uh, Yeah, no, brutal. Don't care for that one bit. And I know that you guys are in Chicago, but does our audience know you're in Chicago? Well, they do now. Hey, guys, you're in Chicago. Do you know what else is going to be in Chicago in
1: the coming 10 days? I'm just mad I got doxxed on my own podcast.
0: Well, you guys talk about being in the same place all the time.
1: What am I supposed to say? No, you don't live there? You're supposed to make up a place like Albuquerque. Albuquerque, Chicago. No, that's, that's not how locations work. Same state, different country.
0: Okay, but seriously, are we not saying that you're in Chicago? You mentioned it on another episode.
1: Oh, my God. Just keep going. They all know I'm in (laughs) Chicago. I keep telling people on my Discord I'm in Chicago. I keep saying Chicago-related things. Chicago's a big city. I didn't say where.
0: Not like I said 2300 Hamlet.
1: The CTA and bad coffee places.
0: I don't know what those are, but I support you and whatever you're into. I don't know what that means, but I love you, and I want you to be happy. Okay?
1: That makes one of us. <laughs> Dork, what's the matter with you? You want you to be happy? I listen to your later interviews, and you you definitely said some things that needed to be cut out.
0: Oh, for sure I've said so. And then you know what I do immediately after I go, hey, Ken, cut that out, please. And then Ken inserts the sound of a roaring chainsaw over it instead of a bleep or cutting it out. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, imagine he did that. That'd be the worst. Except. Would it be so bad right now?
1: And whatever you do, <laughs> do not replace that sound with anything. <laughs>
0: uh, we make Ken work too hard.
1: <laughs> I disagree. We don't make Ken work hard enough.
0: Okay, that's not fair. I'm telling you, we do. We, I do anyway with the with the callers that Ken drop the think. beat.
1: My, yes.
0: Anyway, so we're talking about Chicago because let me tell you, this, this is, uh, what day is it today? It's uh, the, the 13th, February 13th. Yep. And guess what happens in exactly 10 days? Magic Con
1: Chicago, baby. That's right. Oh, I was going to guess the rapture. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why were you going to guess the rapture? It's got to come sometime.
0: <laughs> you know what? Fair. I just have not been thinking about it. It is not on my mind. Well, it's not the rapture. Instead, more people are more people are going to be near you than not near you. Is that what I don't know what the rapture is? Is the rapture is like people hide and seek? The rapture is people go away.
1: It's people hide and don't come no, back. Ho- hold on, finish that thought, Mike. Explain what you think the rapture is.
0: I'm putting it lightly. They go bye bye. They go hide. They go hide and seek. They buy a farm and they go
1: live on the farm. They're not my pet they, rabbit uh... Flopsy, Mike. <laughs> Flopsy's a terrible name.
2: That's scary, actually. That's like yeah. a, that is like a, a legendary creature that is black. Flopsy? Flopsy okay. the necromantic hair or something like that's that's oh. questionable.
0: What are you guys ne- talking
2: about? Am I being gaslit right
0: We're now? We're going to Bloomborough.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a great name for a buddy.
0: I don't like it whatsoever. it, it, nope. it makes me think that he can't stand right. Makes me think he flops over and not he's not okay. He's got floppy ears, you absolute imbecile. Oh, I'm supposed to know that bunnies have ears? It, 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 what, what do you think this is? What, we're on an
1: educational podcast where people are learning things? I don't think so. No, this is a podcast where we judge people. And I'm judging you harshly now for your opinions. Good,
0: because you can judge me in person. I'm going to be in Chicago. I'm coming to your hometown. I'm coming to your city. To be with you and all the friends.
1: Desperately try to bring it around.
0: Yes, I'm trying to keep the podcast on track. It's our one thing we're supposed
1: to be doing right now. What is this?
2: You we're said I to...
1: could talk about anything I wanted, Mike. <laughs> anything I wanted. And you I immediately wanted.
2: went to your pet rabbit that was raptured.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> of all the things. Solani, what's that say
1: about you? What's that say about you? And you know what, Morgan? High five. I don't know, but it says a hell of a lot about my rabbit. Anyway, (laughs) he was a good man.
0: So I'm going to be in Chicago uh, for the the con happening the 23rd to the 25th. But guess what? I'm coming a week early. I'm going to be there from the 17th to the 25th, and I'm doing comedy while I'm out there. What's that? Yeah. I'm doing shows at the Lincoln Lodge on Friday and Saturday, the 23rd, 24th. I'm trying to see if I can get up on some other shows. You might want to go watch Ian Carmel on the 18th, but you should also check out Johnny Pemberton on the 17th. Am I plug-in friends, yes. Anyway, uh, I'm going to be at the, the convention in Chicago, and I'm going to get to see you guys in person. We're going to get to hang out and play a bunch of games. Morgan's going to learn how to play Commander all over again. And uh, we're going to play some games with anybody who wants to while we're at the convention. So please, come say hi. If you listen to the podcast, please let us know. I want to know that you guys are real.
1: We'll only play against people who aren't the bolus, though. Which famous people did we actually say were the bolus?
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, I know how many that you've said is the, the bolus. You have a track record of saying most of them do you are. Have
1: a cu- do you have a count? Oh, my God. Honestly,
0: we should start doing that. I feel like we should. That feels like something we should be doing. You know, we should definitely either get to that ourselves, or maybe we have a, 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 a very gung-ho listener who would like to do that for us. Are we at that level of podcast where we have people doing stuff for us? I don't think so. Either way, I'll probably put together a list and then follow it through because we're only a handful of episodes in. Oh, boy. I wonder who is on the line or calling soon. Well,
2: you, you know, apparently there's this guy. I just I just got off the, the line. He's still on hold, but he's he's been calling since 4 a.m. And he says that he, 4 he says that he won something. I thought that blinking light was just the defrost on the switch. I thought it was just glitching. But apparently
0: you were distracted by the saffron olive board, it's a, right?
2: It's well, you know, that one came out first. All right. So I had to okay. look. I had to
1: double check. I had to make sure that he wasn't well, just no, 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 on no. there waiting. Wait a minute. So it's this guy. You had to take He's... out the saffron olive board. Are you saying we can't do that joke anymore? No, no, no.
2: We, he, I mean, I'm, I'm saying, saying we can't. it defrosted first. So that's that took some priority there. OK, look, I'm going to say
0: I'm going to say this, Saffron, all of you, you're welcome to call any time, but you're going to have to use a regular line like the rest of us. OK, when I want to call into this podcast, I call in and I wait since three in the morning. Thank you very much to finally get on at 8 p.m. So our caller, let's get to you right now. Let's check it out. Oh boy, the MI the broadcast lines are ringing, and who do we got on the line? Caller, you're on with Mark Carbonza. Hi, hi. Can you can you hear me?
3: Uh, did I make it through? Uh, hi. Uh, yes, <sighs> yes, we can hear you loud and clear. Great, because I've been trying to call since four this morning, and it just seems to. I keep getting the switchboard, and they keep sending me away. I'm just is am I the third caller? <laughs> you are the, th- you, hey, look at it. You're the third caller. Great.
0: What do I win? A conversation with a pal.
3: Whoa. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the show. Who, who am I speaking with? Hi. Hi, this is Shivan Putt. I'm uh, on the commander advisory group and a uh, host of Shivan Wheeler Love Magic and some other things. I'm calling in because the other day I was called a right royal bolus, and I need to know if I was really being the bolus or not. Oh boy. Well, let's dive right in. Tell us, tell me about the story. Hit me with what happened. A friend of mine invited me onto their stream to play some magic. And uh, I had a deck that I hadn't, uh, that I just finished building. I hadn't had any chances to do any reps with it. It was only like a hypothetical kind of idea of a deck. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time playing colors I'd never done before. So it was like red, blue, blue, super dirtletron whatever and i'm like okay it's fine this is my friend's stream they can edit it if it's if it's a problem and my turn it turned out took like so so this deck has this tendency of popping off of casting a bunch of spells and turning them into bigger (laughs) things and bigger things rolling off the top and just rolling into a million and one kind of just triggers that are all based off of casting instants and sorceries because i was like Mm -hmm. you know what would be nice in a deck if i had every single good red and blue card that's ever been printed And they all care about casting things like Ponder and Preordained and then turning them into crazy (laughs) mega things. And when you cast one, you know, your Phoenix goes off and your other, what's that card from Ixalan that makes you like flip over the top and get bigger things? And all these like tokens are being generated. And I was like, great, it's awesome. And my turn took 45 minutes and didn't win the game. 45 minutes because there was a lot of triggers and I didn't know them all. And I was missing (laughs) triggers last night. I knew it was a stream. I wanted to make sure I was properly representing myself. And I had a gigantic army and I was about to go and do an alpha strike. And the other player had an indestructible wall and I had no trample or evasion or blasphemous act because I forgot that blasphemous act goes in red blue decks. So, but then I, I kind of total dirtled out and lost after like you okay. know stream am i the bad guy
0: i mean this is a tough one i need a little bit more context tell, so you said so shivenbot i of course i I've, I've heard of you and i i've been <laughs> a fan so it's quite the honor thank you for joining us i know i know you're no stranger to the color red but i have not known you to play much
3: blue red and blue are in combination my least favorite way to play magic right like because it's mainly spells-based. It's a thing that even since I started playing a million years ago, it's just not a thing that I'm into. I want creatures swinging on the table. And Nira was printed in Baldur's Gate. Nira, the commander that says, when you cast oh, a spell, yeah. instead of casting a spell, you put that spell on the bottom, and you can flip over the top, and whatever non-land you get, you can then use. So my deck is full of things like scroll racks and deck manipulation stuff like, you know, preordained ponders, whatever. Right. And top. Top, of because- course. Yeah, and then, like, um, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of, like, other enchantments and stuff that do that exact kind of effect, and the idea is, you know, I turn my Ponder into an Ancient Silver Dragon, or I turn my Ponder into, like, an Inferno, or, you know, whatever right. the case may be, some gigantic, I don't know, Ulamog, and so okay, <laughs> it's a really, really fun and really cool deck, and the first time I had built it, I had gone on Elder Dragon Hijinx, which is a lovely EDH gameplay run by my friends, uh, Olivia Gober Hicks and uh, Alias V. Mm-hmm. And they were like, sure, you just need a deck, whatever. And I'm like, great, I will bring this deck. I've never tried it before. <laughs> and it turns out that when you have every card in the universe that cares about casting triggers and you cast a spell and suddenly 350 things happen. And you're like, oh, I think I got 38 Thopters, 100 soldiers, and also <laughs> turned you into a flower. It's a lot. But I didn't have, I didn't have any cards. That actually dealt with board states that I couldn't handle. Interesting. So there were no like cyclonic rift. I mean, it's red. Why would I have sweepers in red? Right. right. <laughs> well, the way you build
0: red normally, I wouldn't i wouldn't
3: pack too many sweepers either. If you got creatures on the ground. Yeah, exactly. All my red directors are like dragons or warriors or soldiers or whatever. So, like, the idea of putting a, something like a blasphemous act, you know, I don't know, sh- shakes you to your core. You're just like, oh. Yeah, it's just like, why, why would I. But that would be my deck. I'm hurting my poor creatures. <laughs> exactly. My- <laughs> Turns out, though, like you, you need to have abilities to actually get through. Right. Otherwise, you're just spinning. This deck is literally spinning its wheels. It was literally just looping itself over and over again. The end result did produce that. I think I'll
0: say it was amazing. So my, <laughs> I I think it's so that's the kind of thing that I I feel like we're we're cut from the same cloth. And that is it. Decks have never quite appealed to me either. I do have one, is it deck, which is the Zafai Thunder Conductor, because I got the the Strixhaven precons and I and I upgraded that one because I thought, well, I have the basis for one, might as well keep it around, try it out. But I've played that deck a handful of times, and every time I get to do the thing, it takes forever, and it's actually on my desk to pull apart later because <laughs> it it's one of those decks that like. It's value, 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 and it does a lot. And luckily, Zafai does trigger off of all this stuff to make creature tokens that you can then attack with, and like you're overwhelming the board state, or if you have a high enough mana value to your your spell, you're dealing 10 damage to a random opponent, so you can close it out that way. But if you look at my cards otherwise, yeah, they're just kind of like hey, I'm going to play this card, and now that means that this other play, this other card gets played, and now this card gets copied to copy this card, and I'm drawing more cards to card, 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 but nothing else happens to affect the opponents.
3: Yeah, it turned out sometimes the deck ends up feeling like you're playing Dominion, right? Like you're just drafting and drawing cards and drawing cards and drawing cards and playing cards to let you draw cards and draw cards, and uh-huh. there's no actual output for your engine. That's it. So, like, the, I'll tell you, the reason
0: that my deck has stayed together this long is because goldfishing it is fun. Without the pressure on a pod, goldfishing it has been quite fun. Because I'm like, well, you know, it's doing a thing. Like, all these pieces are fun. I'm doing a little bit of solitaire. I do think Nira is such a cool commander, and I see why you'd be drawn to it. Two seven without any evasion, though, makes it tough to get in
3: anywhere. Yeah, she's not getting in. There's no point. No. She might as well be an enchantment. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. She's just an enchantment with summoning sickness, right? Like, the mm-hmm. whole point of that card, though, like, that deck, I'm now, after, like, after this experience, I went through and I changed it. I took out a bunch of cards that did nothing and replaced them with uh-huh. cards that do something. And it turns out that once you tinker with a deck a bit, it is incredibly, yes, it's still boomer bust. It's still got Rice. moments where it does yes. literal jack nothing. And then uh-huh. times when it's just like, oops, I won. But I mean, most of the time it's like, oh, what could that card on top that I just put there with scroll rack and top be? Huh? (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's it's, it's still, it's hella fun. It's got a lot of weird back and forthy play. Mm -hmm. But what I learned is that you, that, that deck is what taught me that if you're going to build an engine, you need to have an output. You can't just build an engine and then go nowhere with it. Absolutely. I think you've answered your own question here. Oh, I was completely the bolus, dude. It was like, it was somebody else's, yeah. just because someone else is editing, <laughs> it doesn't mean that I have to waste their life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, editing it or not, that, you know, how can you make the experience of that more fun for the table? And this is something that's come up before on 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 the show, is that my old, my, my old play group, whenever somebody had a turn like this, or it was starting to have a turn like this, we'd say, you know what, put your hand down, and let's figure it out together. Let's work mm. out, like, if you're going to do a puzzle at the table, let's all do the puzzle, right? Right. And I think that that makes it a little bit interesting. But when you're doing it on a stream and you're trying to represent the game as best as you
3: can and it's for
0: views and stuff.
3: Well, there were a couple of uh, cards specifically that just made this heinous. Namely, there was a thing called Sunbird's Invocation from oh, uh, beautiful from like you know Ixalan, right? Where you cast a spell from your hand, reveal the top X where it's the mana value of the spell. And then you can cast uh-huh. a spell with mana value extra less from the cards that you reveal without paying their uh. mana cost put it under. So the whole point is there are so many different things that were triggering off of casting a spell in Nira that Sunbird's Invocation was just adding a ton of bookwork for like mm-hmm. zero gain. I mean, it's cool. It's really clever. But when the whole deck is already doing the whole cascade flip into random thing, having that redundancy just slows it down a
0: lot. Yeah, I'd say there's a reason that Nira is capped to trigger just once a turn, yeah. you know? Uh, you wouldn't want to have Possibility Storm in your command zone, would you? Like that? I, right. uh, oh, God. <laughs> I shudder the thought, truly.
3: Right. Uh, <laughs> exactly that.
0: So here's the thing that I appreciate about this discussion is that, yes, we can, we can acknowledge you are the bolus. I think in this story, we'll, we take it to a vote afterwards, but I think we won't have much to think no, about. No,
3: I, I was completely out of my... I should have played the deck at least once. But also, Arcane Bombardment from New Capena sucks. Oh, God, what a card. It's amazing. But again, when you've got that plus I know freaking invocation and Nira and everything, and you catch your first thing and you're just like, okay, which of these... <laughs> your deck should not be a judge call every turn. Right? Like, I think that's the key I learned from that. Ooh, cut that out and make a clip, buddy. That is, your turn
0: should not, your deck shouldn't be a judge call every turn. That sounds like you're you're throwing down the gauntlet ch- challenging some people, but you're also giving a lot of different people a way to approach the game that are going to make them very happy. <laughs> that is, what a succinct way, and it just rolled off the tongue and oh, everything. Yeah. Your deck shouldn't <laughs> be a judge call every turn. And I'll say, Arcane Bombardment is one of those beautiful cards where you like pick it up. and You're like, "My God, this is this uh, for sure. This is a mythic. Look at all the stuff it does." But it's one of those cards that only exists in one archetype. And which one is it? The one that's already doing too much, right? So, like, that's it's the thing. It's like all
3: these all these spells were doing effectively the same thing, just enough different to be a pain in the ass. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. then you're yeah. like, I cast a spell, okay swarm intelligent comes it copies it now i've got like four triggers of arcane inv- invocation and sun okay what the hell and by the uh-huh. way my my third path whatever the guy is making like a soldier for each of these and all oh, right uh, you know <laughs> the i icon- caught third path iconoclast talrand comes out and is giving you drakes and like i'm just <laughs> like my board is covered in cardboard i have no yeah. conception of what's happening
0: Don't forget, you have to stack your triggers of Archmage Emeritus to draw the card before you resolve that one. You know how
3: many times I missed that that, Uh that stupid trigger? Because it's Uh just like, I have completely lost what direction the game is going
0: in. I assume you've seen this, you've played against a deck like this where the pilot has it under control. I assume you've seen that work out before. Oh, yeah. But it's usually somebody who's like, this is the deck that I've had for a couple years now.
3: And I play it every commander now. Oh, yeah. Like, when you look at, like, a true, like, somebody who's really, really mastered a deck or, is like, understands the in- inner workings of how to do this, they've got their yeah. triggers, like, almost alphabetically stacked or something like that. They've got these things just in a programmatic order. They know I'm mm. going to go line these things up in X, Y, Z order, and they're going to trigger, 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 trigger. Boom, here's the stuff that comes out. You're dead. Right? Like, that's yeah. just, I, I can oh, appreciate yeah. that. I love it. It's like they show up with like
0: extra tools or something to track all that oh, yeah. for themselves because they've, they've got realized. got little
3: tokens and little reminders and all this and that. And the other they've thing.
0: optimized. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's a really important to do that because otherwise you're just in uh, spinning your wheels down and like one of the first passes of cuts I did to this after like I played that first disastrous game was going through and taking out all of the things that like double your spells or all of the things that yeah give you like extra triggers that are just Maybe not gonna do anything else special like playing Ulamog for free is awesome. I mean, what are you gonna do with that second Ulamog? Or, I mean, like, not second Ulamog, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you oh, just 100%. don't need to have all these extra triggers that are actually gonna just roll you into like a counter spell by accident, and you're like, oh crap, that just sucked.
0: Yeah, and if the goal is to copy spells and stuff, you can downgrade, you can go from Swarm Intelligence, which copies every spell you instant source sorcery you cast to double vision that does it only once a turn you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there are ways to make that deck a little bit more manageable for yourself what i what i like what i appreciate about like this is the fun part about the podcast is coming to like having a chat about the story and having a chat about like a pet peeve or something and coming to the realization or coming to a discussion about another part of the person we're chatting with so Shivam, what i think is very fun is that you yes you acknowledge that you were the bolus here but you've already yeah. also isolated and identified the ways in which you could improve and taking this on as more of a lesson and it feels like it's not something that you had to think about really it's it's kind of something that you do on your own like i approach something there's a lesson to be learned here and i internalize that and i'll work from that part on do you find that that's something that's how you approach
3: the game or life is that something that you would say is what you do. I mean, that's an important part of my life, an important part of growing up and being an adult as well, is just like, mm-hmm. look, you've got to own your mistakes and figure out how to fix it and then do it right the next time, right? Because yeah. you can't just keep repeating the same uh, walking into the wall over and over and over again if you want anything to get done. Th- with this deck, it was especially doubly because I had this already preconceived notion that I don't like this kind of deck. <laughs> and so I'm already looking out for things that I would hate to see other people do Uh with these kinds of decks. And I'm like, Oh no. Oh, I can see exactly where this is going because I built this like a doofus. And now it's like my favorite deck. It's one of my favorite decks to play just because it's silly. It's fun. It's not too powerful. It's exactly where I want it to be power wise. Right. But it's also completely ridiculous, right? Like it's also a really, really silly and foolish deck. The way I look at it is like, not just looking at your mistakes and figuring out how to fix them. But also, uh, have you ever seen somebody make a bonsai tree? I have not. Like, just, you know, the, the basic, the trimming and stuff? Sure. Like, if you ever go, you go on YouTube sometimes, there's people who do, like, these cool, like, sped-up videos of making a bonsai. And you look, mm-hmm. they take this shrub that they dig up from, like, I don't know, the wood somewhere, and they put it into a pot. And you look at this thing, and it's just, like, a weedy, scraggly pile of crap. And they've got the mm-hmm. before and after of, like, this is this ultra-sculpted, hyper-beautiful tree, and this thing that mm-hmm. just looks like, lawn trimmings and when you watch them like cutting into this tree and getting from point A to point B and like getting to the finished product, they're making cuts that look horrific. You're like, oh my God, you're going to kill the tree. You're cutting the thing. You're stripping the flesh off the thing. You're, you're making these weird gouges. Oh, what are you doing? That thing was so cool looking. How could you rip that one mega branch with all the flowers off? And then you realize at the end of it, oh, that thing looks hella good. And you needed to make these insane, drastic cuts in order to get to hella good, right? Do you know the artist Wayne Reynolds? He does a lot of uh, D&D and magic artwork. He's not yes, very I... spiky, very kind of like... He had the, the Goblins uh, secret layer most recently. Wayne Reynolds, I asked him like 20 years ago to draw a picture for me at Gen Con. Back when these guys were just sitting around doing nothing and could do stuff like sketching your sketchbook for a couple bucks. And I was like, can <laughs> sure. you draw the character Raceland from Dragonlance? And he's like, sure, I can do that, whatever. And he starts and he draws his like pen outline. And it's like beautiful. It's like, I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest sketch I've ever gotten in my life. And then he starts coloring it in shading. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. Then he takes a big thick black permanent marker and just starts and just like scrawling over it. I'm like, no, what are you doing? And he's like, patience. And I waited and I, I watched. And at the end, I saw that what he had been doing with his big thick marker that looked like somebody would use to tag on the side of a building or something was Uh actually just finishing the picture and making this incredible, like, highlights and shadows and stuff that I had no idea were even there. But because he had a vision and knew what he was doing when he was starting to hack, ended up just looking insane. But in the process, it looked completely ridiculous. And it was also (laughs) just like, it also looked like he was just deliberately messing the thing up. Yeah. And that's what you have to do when you're looking at, like, and I, the lesson I took from the Nira deck was that, When you're making cuts to your deck, you can't be too precious. You can't be too attached to it. You've got to be able to make these gigantic, jagged, take like a package of 15 cards and just slice it out. Because at the end of the day, it's going to look like a bonsai tree and you're going to have this incredible, perfect deck. But you on the path there, it's going to look like you're just a slaughterhouse, man. (laughs) Oh my God. First of all, love the bonsai tree analogy. This is such
0: a great way to look at it. I'm terrible at cutting cards to the point oh, yeah. where, I mean, I'll have a list on Moxfield and then just a new set comes out and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm back up to 160. <laughs> um, well, all right, let's see if I can bring it down. And then I get down to 115 and I'm like, I'm almost there. And
3: then another set comes out by then. And this was even before we had as many sets as we have now. Oh, God. This is why I only update my decks once a year, man. <laughs> I can't that, do it. You know what? That's a lot of patience (laughs) to wait for. I see the card, and I'm
0: like, give me, let me put them in. Yeah. Put them in. I know. Hey, you know what? You're doing right by you, because
3: it does drive me crazy a little bit. I can't. I can't, because it's just, there's so, the worst feeling in the world in Commander is when you're, Mm. when a new set comes out, and you're adding cards, and you put a card in the cut pile, that's a card you added, like, a set or two ago that's never seen play, Exactly, I agree with that. It's that is so such a terrible feeling. And I was yeah. just like, you know what, man, if I'm going to go through all the effort to put the damn thing in the deck, it deserves once to hit a table yeah. before I take it out. And that's why yeah. I forced myself back to like once a quarter, you get to look at your decks and see if there's stuff to add once a year, slow down because you need to, because pl- otherwise, you know what, what are we doing if we're just moving cards in and out and for no reason?
0: I can live with once a quarter, I think that's you know what, you've you've, you've talked me into it. I think I'm gonna have to start being a little bit more being kind by being a little bit more strict with myself. I think uh, it, it might be best to approach it that way. I appreciate the bonsai tree analogy. I love the Wayne Reynolds story. <laughs> I definitely have to get better at the, the cutting. I do think that it, the, the the image that came to mind when you were talking about it was uh, you ever seen those painters who are painting something and you're like, what are, what are you doing? What is, what's happening over here? It looks awful. And then they flip it upside down. and You're like,
3: Oh, my Whoa. God, it's Barack <laughs> Obama. What uh, happened? Where did that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Like, you can't see what the finished product is going to look like while you're in the path of making it. Right. Like, unless you've got a picture kind of of what it is. But also, like, let's be real. I suck at cutting my deck. Everybody sucks at cutting their decks. I tend to hand it to my friends and say, like, these Oh, I three... do the same thing. Yeah. You have to. I'm like, <laughs> don't, don't cut these three cards, but otherwise yeah. just start, like, weedwhackering. And then Mm -hmm. I've learned from that artwork. Also, I guess from playing a lot of sealed and draft, where you're like, "Look, Mm. you gotta like, you can draft a pile of the best cards on the planet, but you're playing forty of them." So I'm way less precious then.
0: Absolutely. In sealed and draft, it's so much easier to just be like, "These are the core," and you know, I'm not forced to color identity, so I get to pick from everything. Just pick the best and make it work. You know, right? Plus, there's there's less personality, let's say, to a, a sealed or limited deck.
3: Yeah. Like, commander decks, every card is hand-picked, hand-chosen, and is like your beloved baby that you've been waiting 12 years for a commander to Yes, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh,
0: don't, don't, yeah, of course you know. But. I think it, it must be, yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it must be, speaking of every card as a baby or is every, every card is somebody's favorite or something like that, you must get a lot of people messaging you, being on the CAG and, and being like, oh. This card, please unban it, or you know, this this card deserves a banning because they are also not seeing the bonsai tree. You know what I mean? Yes,
3: I mean that's a lot of it, right? Like the, I mean, not to be a total douche about it, but like sometimes you are one branch on this tree, Uh and your branch might have some like thorns on it, some prickles and stuff, and it's like, man, you got to cut this whole stuff out. It's ruining my experience. I'm like, well, your table is having a problem. I agree. However, the tree is healthy and is doing really, really good and taking that one chunk out might destabilize the whole tree or vice versa. Why did you ban this card? It was totally perfect in my pond. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. in your group of people, it was amazing. For yeah. the greater group of people, it was choking the life out of this plant, right? Like, right. we have to make decisions from 50,000 like, feet up that Sometimes will not make sense to you at the deep local level, but are uh-huh. not, are, but are pruning the tree for the health of the tree. Right. Like, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's like, like taking a big ass hunk, a uh, big ass branch off is more like when you have to cut something like Golos. Like, Golos was like the <sighs> largest percentage of the format, the best commander for anything you want to do. Oh, yeah. By a lot. One of my favorite cards of all time. Mm-hmm. But it was also, incredibly detrimental to Commander as a whole. It's like, look, it was that everywhere. vine, that flowering vine is so gorgeous and it makes the most beautiful, beautiful flowers and has a wonderful scent, but it's also choking the life out of the pine tree. And we are mm. the pine tree. So we need mm. to take that flowering vine and I'm afraid it's gotta go. It's, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know why I'm feeling botanical today, but here we are. Hey, look,
0: I'll take it. Botanical it theme
3: seems great. <laughs> I feel like there's I, you know, I, I
0: think there's a way we can maybe frame the the entire conversation rather than being like, am I the ball for bringing this deck and taking a 45-minute turn? I think that there's something to the philosophy of like being a little bit more selective and decisive with your commander deck and your commander play. I think there's, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. I also think I would, so I, I took a long drive to Rochester, New York with my buddy Eric and on the way there for commander sealed. We thought, you know what? Let's take a look at the ban list and see if we would unban any of these. (laughs) And
3: I'll tell you what, it is, we were just two people and it wasn't easy to come to a consensus. You know, that's one of my favorite things to do when people are like, hey, you need to unban X, Y, or like, you need to unban cards. That's the first thing. Not even the specific. You need to unban more cards. And I'm like, okay, here's the list. What do you want to take off? Right? And then they start looking down the list and they're (laughs) like- Sundering Titan, and that's why the conversation (laughs) is over. (laughs) Hang on, bro. Let's let's stop for a second. Think hard about that. But it's Uh it's 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 a lot of these things you run into, where it's like when you look at each individual card on this band list, it's Mm -hmm. really hard to come up with a good reason why that needs to be in Commander. And there, I mean, I'm not saying that every card on there is perfect and should never be moved. There are definitely sure. cards that need to come off the band list. There have been a couple. I mean, I'm sure you could get away. I'm not, I'm sure you could get away with getting rid of like, uh, the imprint mirror could probably get off or like maybe nowadays. Yeah, maybe. Or, um, coalition victory could probably get off. I don't know. Yeah. People like to say biorhythm, but I still think biorhythm is a little, Oh, I don't uh, care for biorythm. I don't like that but, card. I don't think it would bring yeah. anything good to the, like, that's the other thing. It's like, Okay, yeah, on power level, maybe this card wouldn't get banned today, but mm-hmm. would bringing it back to the attention of everybody and making it unbanned so that they start playing it be good for Commander? No. I don't know. The card kind of sucks and is not fun <laughs> to play. We we ended up
0: talking about a few of the, the, the cards on here and being like, there's a reason that they're here. Yeah. The only one, you know, and, and even the one that feels like the most obvious to us as something that should be unbanned, and that was Lutri the Spellchaser. And the reason for it being banned is because of Companion. And that makes sense. You don't want this in every deck. It's not even in the deck. It's in another zone. Yeah, it bypasses the, the, the rules. Lutri in my Mira deck would be disgusting. Honestly, it would be actively disgusting. <laughs> it would just be a 101st card just hanging out
3: there in case you need it. With the with the updated companion one, when it enters the battlefield, copy target instant or sorcery spell I control. Are you kidding? In my Nira deck, it would be the dumbest thing in the world.
0: <laughs> but it's when it's if you cast it, which you do have to get it from the companion zone, so it's already six oh, no. mana. Yeah, okay, it's a six mana dual caster mage basically, but yeah. dual casters on ETB dual casters in these colors. Like, you, you just run dual it's casters. A six master,
3: it's a six mana dual caster that lives for free as an eighth card in your hand. And that's you where the go. problem... That's like, the problem. It, it shouldn't... I am so mad that Watsy decided A. Like, here's the thing Companions. about Lutri. Here's two things about Lutri that are just heinous and unforgivable. Uh-huh. One is, uh-huh. they chose a companion ability. Each online uh-huh. card has a different name in your starting deck. That could have been literally anything else. Mm. Anything else, right? Like it could have been yeah. like every deck in your starting. Or like you you need to have like all instants and sorceries in your starting deck or whatever. Anything, right? Better. Like any kind of other yeah. weirdo requirement. But having it be the free in commander, which they clearly knew, and mm-hmm. then B, making it the first order in magic. If Lutri had been an Oose, <laughs> do you think anybody would care? The answer is- I don't is no. think so. Absolutely. No. If if Lutri had been a weird like, oh, that's what I was about to say. Or we're like on a noggle. Nobody, <laughs> oh Nobody, give... Nobody would give a crap about A noggle.
0: A noggle. Oh my God. you think we're not
3: getting a noggle? Nobody would give a crap about Lucre if it was like a ooze or a weird or some crap like that. But no, it's an otter. Oh. So now it's a problem. Come on, dude. That card. It's, it's silly. It's it silly. could probably come off, but it's just such a. What do people gain, really? It, it would just. See, everybody would run it in CDH. Sure. And it would be in every four plus card deck for free. There's there's no value to bringing that back. No. Like Panoptic Mirror could probably come back because it's expensive and slow and doesn't really do a lot. But like people come to me and I'm like, you really want to bring like Sway of the Stars back? What is that going to help Why would you want that? (laughs) Or like freaking like, you know. Trade secrets. (laughs) Trade secrets or profit of Krufix? That's a fair and fun card.
0: <laughs> Prophet of Crufix, when I started playing EDH more seriously, I got the DeRevi Precon in 2013. And I bought one of the first singles I bought for it was profit of Crufix. And I felt like such a brainiac getting that card. And I played it and I thought, oh man, this is too easy. <laughs> You're right? And this deck wasn't, like, optimized for anything. It was a deck where I was like, hey, let me get that guy that makes a 1-1 token when I tap him. You know, it was just, like, not an amazing deck. But I still was like, Prophet of Krufix just makes everything too
3: simple, too easy. But more than that, it says that you take twice as many turns as the table does. That's just bad for business. That's just bad for the the, the, feel, the play experience we want. It's already bad enough that, like, time, mm. like time warp type effects exist or whatever. Or taking a forty-minute turn before anybody else gets to go, it's like it—it uh-huh. it just these cards that just are bad experiences. I don't feel bad. absolutely, yeah. I mean, right, like, but yeah, like you look at the list and you're like, oh yeah, fast bond. We're gonna totally bring fast bond for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
0: I think it must have been Sheldon who said that Prophet of
3: crew was the most miserable when everybody was running it at the table and everybody had a copy and like prime time. Oh yeah, dude, you're just like prime everybody's time. taking every turn. What? Oh sure. Oh great. That's
0: it's, as there's no there's when there's no order to the game, there's
3: no game. You definitely have to prune these these bonsai trees. That's, yeah, that's like, for look, sure. Man, we look and every time we have a meeting, we sit there and we're like, is there anything on the list that could come off? But this list is real like. For the 30000 or whatever cards are in Magic, this is a really tight list. This, this really is should tight. Be, there's a lot more cards that should be on it than are, but like Absolutely. it's a really tight list. Like It's very hard to make cuts off of this now. It is super tight. Like I said, we were just
0: two people in a car, and we couldn't come to an <laughs> agreement on which cards could come
3: off. Yeah, because like, like... I don't yeah. know. You look at Iona, and people are like, oh yeah, Iona is totally fair. And I'm like, really? Is it really? Is it really? Grizzle Come Brand? On. Is Grizzle Brand really okay? Grizz, hey, Grizzle <laughs> Brand would be great. Please, can I have my seven cards now, please? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, everybody's like, oh, you could bring back Prime Time and Sundering Ti- and and, like, Sylvan Primordial. They're just rampant. I'm like, bro, you already oh, sure. hate the rampant growth. You want to give them, like, a rampant growth on a stick every turn? Like, that seems, <laughs> that seems <It's>, idiotic. <laughs> like, is it? Is it just...
0: It's not even just rampant growth, isn't it? Two lands, uh, yeah. It's two lands, or
3: like Silver Primordial, destroy their stuff and ramp your stuff and get it. Yeah, and And it's it's just like, what? what This is a bad idea. This was, but it costs seven mana. I'm like in green. That's turn three. Yeah,
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I think Shivan. I think that'll that that brings us to the end of the episode, and I think you've left us with honestly some some uh some game altering stuff here cuz like uh, <laughs> the the don't make sure your deck doesn't uh, what yeah, is it like, uh
3: your deck should not be a judge call every turn. Exactly.
0: Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> and then the bonsai tree analogy is really really helpful for approaching the game. You're putting a lot of care and time into it and eventually you'll figure it out, but you do have to make some decisions along the way that won't seem right but are, probably are. So I really appreciate you coming on and having a chat with us, calling in. Uh, would, you, would you mind telling everybody where they can follow you, where they can uh, uh, get into your, your work, your, your, your participation in the magic content creation sphere? Absolutely. As it were?
3: So you can see me on Gearberry Gears on Twitter right now or Shivan basically anywhere else. That I'm not hard to find. Uh, I have a podcast called Casual Magic that comes out every Tuesday. I have a podcast called Shivan Wheeler Love Magic that comes out twice a month. And I am very easy to get a hold of and very easy to talk to if you have any questions or concerns. And no, I will not ban your soul ring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's a promise. And you'll be kept to it. You'll be kept to it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here, Shivam. Have a great one and uh thanks again. I really appreciate coming on. Thanks for having me. Well, that was exciting we got a phone call from shivam Butt of the commander advisory group are you kidding me of, of 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 casual magic of wheeler and shivam love magic are you kidding me morgan do you
1: do you even know people in the community yeah
0: she kept calling him this guy are you just trying to make it a secret little s- surprise to try to downplay our guests
2: It needs it needs to be a surprise for you, Mark, because I I don't want any like initial pretentious, like immediately the bolus or not to come through. Like, I Ah. I need free to the wolves when it comes to to the guests. You can't you can't know who it is.
1: No biases. She's protecting you from your bias for a a cool three minutes before you actually talk to the guy.
3: (laughs) Honestly,
2: you know, when I when I went to Harvard
1: to do our case study on our voting
2: system, they actually told me that one of the best ways to kind of prevent just Fraud in science is to do things like that. Like he can't know who it is. So like start because you know what if he thinks that he's already the bolus. What if he thinks yeah, you know they're yeah. not the bolus? So I I have to just say that there's a scientific reasoning behind it. It's not just my right. personal choice whether or not you agree with that. It's just science, dude. I don't. Okay. So for future
0: reference, if ever you are talking about somebody calling in and you're like this guy, whatever, I don't know who this guy is. What you're really saying is. We have a caller, and it could be somebody we don't know, but it also could be a very special guest that we uh, didn't expect to be calling in right now. Absolutely. Okay, good. Well, you mentioned a trip to Harvard. Morgan, let me ask you something. Did you, are you talking about that trip to Harvard because you've been talking about how you need to go to uh, Ivy League schools and, and discuss with celebrated scientists and mathematicians about our voting
2: system? That's right. OK. Our very first case study, too, fitting to be published probably by the next episode. So
0: unbelievable. Well, Morgan, take it away. Tell us about our voting system before we get to the question and determine whether or not Shivan Bhatt is the bolus.
2: All right. So I know last episode we went kind of in a deeper dive, and this time right. we're going to kind of wrap it up a little bit quicker, a little so bit if, quicker. If you have not okay. listened to the last episode with Jimmy Wong, where we really just went all out. To the wall with, you know, the science, the math, the chemistry, the yeah. uh, trigonometry, various metries in um, deciding how the voting system works. You can take some notes.
1: Go check out the episode of Jimmy Wong. Morgan, for every metry you add past the ones you've already said, I will give you five dollars. What
0: the Perfect. hell are metries?
1: Like trigonometry. Keep going. I want to see how far you could go. Oh,
0: I see. OK, took me a sec. I forgot about that's OK, I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know thinking. That's my bad. I'm not good at the think time.
2: Morgan? One of, one yeah, of my Morgan. best skills is being very good at not being good at knowing the think time in terms of we, we have metries, we have histories, too. We have chemistry, trigonometry, geometry, codometry, podometry, monostopy, and periodontal. Those are our primary metrics for figuring out our voting system.
1: Basically, the voting system, how does it break down? <laughs> oh my god i get one vote morgan gets one vote you get three let's move on oh my god you did it is mike killing the
0: bit now is that what's happening is solani saying it's over
2: no 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 he just apparently he understands it and he never told anyone i know how banding works i can i can add one one and three but not everyone can
0: (laughs) i don't know how banding works at all and i don't care I don't want to learn it. Honestly, it would be so funny if in Modern Horizons 3 there is a creature that for one mana is just bands with other creatures. Doesn't matter. Perfect. Snaps from me, baby. Throw it in. Anyway, and Bot. thank you for calling in. Now it's time to determine whether or not you're the bolus. I get, I get three points on my vote. Morgan and Michael get one point per vote. And now it's time. Morgan, please. Give us a question.
2: So Shivam wants to know, am I the bolus for taking forty minutes to dirtle out on my turn and not win the game?
1: Michael Salani, you're on the clock. Do I get forty minutes? No. Uh, and you don't get any context either. What? That's my. <laughs> context life is meaningless
0: you killed morgan's bit and now you don't get to have a thing for the podcast no 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 murders at Karlov manor is that out no, yet no. it's out now yeah but hold on so hold on a second michael michael the context thing in this podcast is bull <laughs> sorry ken it's it is it's bull <laughs> this is the podcast where we make a decision We stick by it, and then the next episode, when somebody calls in with the exact same scenario and we say the opposite thing, we stick by that, too. This is a
1: podcast about vibes! What the hell am I supposed to say? You spend 40 minutes to do nothing? Go on vibes! Are you mad? If I wanted to spend 40 minutes doing nothing, I would watch an episode of Sex in the City, and then, like, depending on whether or not it's a 30-minute show or an hour show, I'd watch either a third of another one, or... Two thirds less, you get it. Why'd you do that? <laughs>
0: why'd you Why'd you break down Sex in the City episodes like this?
1: You have a podcast about The Bachelor. I get to have a vice too. It's
0: not about The Bachelor anymore. It's about rom coms. Okay,
1: we we pivoted away. You need to have an Owen Wilson week, but whatever. We need to talk about.
0: Oh yeah, we already did Wedding Crashers.
1: Though. If forty minutes is too long of a turn, the answer is clearly yes. Uh yeah, like, I can't. I can't argue with it. You can't you can't waste my time for 40 minutes and not buy me dinner or whatever the thing is. I don't know.
0: Wow. Wait, Morgan, where are you at? Is Shivan the bolus?
2: Nope. No, nope, absolutely not. You know, you know why? Even Shivam said he was the bolus. Kind of makes you wonder
1: why he called in.
2: Exactly. So I have to be Shivam's advocate and say no. Let's, let's dirtle. Let's dirtle around. Why, why else are we playing EDH? Do we want to win in three turns or do we want to dirtle?
1: Some people want to win in three turns. I
2: don't want that. Let's do it. Shivam's not the bolus. Cast my vote. Okay, fair. You got your vote in. Exactly. Yeah, people can vote wrong. I do want games to
0: last long enough for me to do dirtly stuff, but I don't want to be dirtling for 40 minutes and not accomplish something. Also, I'm going to be honest. Shivam, if you're listening to this episode, even if you've already been on the call if you have footage of that game because it was a stream game please send it over i would love to see the actual amount of time because when i was talking to him i was like there's no way it was 40 minutes for real There couldn't have been 40 minutes without somebody saying something and 20 minutes i can say yeah that's happened i've had 20 minute turns and had to try to close out the game And, you know, I get there, but it's like 20 minutes of, like, doing so many different things. It's long. I get it. But to do all that, not win when it's like an is it a solitary game, I'm going to respect Shivam's uh, decision of calling himself the bolus. And I'm going to say, yeah, buddy, you're the bolus. I'm so sorry.
1: Self-report bolus.
0: Yeah, self-report bolus. And look, so Shivam, you did leave us with some great pearls, though. Your deck shouldn't be a judge call every turn. It's just beautiful.
1: I can't in good faith agree with that.
0: Yeah, but know your deck. You shouldn't need a judge if you could explain it.
1: Mike, I literally have two articles that say how to make the judge cry. Those are the names of the articles. Okay. That's a new series. One deals with listens and the other deals with the cleanup step. So I can't in good faith say that your deck should not be a judge call because those are the most fun types of deck.
0: I'll interrupt you to say, as much as I know you love Lisseds, the cleanup step article was my favorite over the two, even though they, like, the cleanup step one is so weird. You are such a monster. Do you know that? Your articles are insane. This is another plug for Michael's article series. How they brew it is such a mind. F- Sorry, Ken. Such a mind f- of a read it's incredible i love your series it's so funny it's great it's inventive and innovative anyway i understand why you can't turn that into a podcast because that you can only bend the game so many different ways before it's like yeah that's a three-part series rather than it's like an article once in like a month instead point is i love your series and your deck shouldn't be a judge call every turn unless you're michael Solani, i guess and also that bonsai tree trimming stuff about deck building and the art commissions. I really like that. But I also really liked it when it came to talking about banning and unbanning cards. Now, are we going to talk about banning cards, unbanning cards? Uh, no. We've already talked with Shivam about how that's a pointless endeavor. Look, I don't want to do that. Who wants to do that? Not me. I've already done that with my buddy Eric. What I do want to do instead she even brought up the fact that is it is his least favorite pairing of magic colors, kind of deck style, and he decided I'm gonna build that. I'm curious what your least favorite deck styles are, Morgan. What deck colors and deck styles are you least pulled from? Pulled to uh, into? Um, God, I
1: gotta be a better host. Save it. Fart. You can save it.
2: Fart city. I've I've got a couple. Um email like resumes already so I mean it just kind of depends on how the rest of it plays out but personally in terms of deck colors and and styles that I don't like I'm I'm really not a green girly I really don't like anything Celestia I don't like anything ramp I don't like anything that is green life gain counter vigilance nonsense like I'm an Esper girl you know that my my favorite my my King Aloro the only thing that I ever want to play I want to play life game, but I also want to destroy stuff. I also want to take stuff. I want to counter stuff. I want to do all the uh, good things that black and blue do. Mm. We're not just gaining life and we're not doing counters and we're not doing tokens for all of them to get withered away and <laughs> languished and all of a sudden not like, come on. I love that you
0: said we're not just gaining life and you're talking about Allura.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Allura can gain you the life, but he can do the things he can do the blue and black things that... Anything Celestia can't or, or like Naya, because Naya is just Celestia that like is try hard. Okay. Right. With the red.
0: Damn. Okay. Solani, does uh, any combination come to mind when you're uh, asked this question here?
1: Look, I like to say that I have problems building gruel decks, but then someone actually went through in my Discord and saw how many gruel decks I'd actually built on how they brew it. And it was like a lot. Like I'd built maybe five or six gruel decks, and I'm like, that can't possibly be correct and it turns out it was like
2: gruel gruel
1: friends close enemies closer it's extremely <laughs> annoying because now i have to actually say rakdos because that's the one i can't do oh anything oh my god with. my favorite ones. It, it's it's <sighs> so straightforward you play no it's not. And it
2: dies that's it, all that happens black and red is the worst dual color combination there's just okay, no way nobody around come it
0: come for me here i don't think this is fair no way Rakdos, in the last year, we've gotten so many interesting Rakdos commanders already, and you're, you're just talking about it like, oh, no, no, no. Hold no, on, no, Mike. no.
1: I, I didn't come in screaming when Morgan said that she didn't like Selesnia, okay? Yeah, well,
0: that's because Selesnia sucks. At least Selesnia
1: has interesting <laughs> properties. You can do interesting things with Selesnia. You can do interesting things with Rakdos. I don't know what you. They're all the same. You always play a thing and it dies or you reanimate a thing and it dies. They always die at the end. It's just like life. And I play a game to escape from that. (laughs) That's why he plays Celestia. (laughs) Yeah, because communism doesn't work in the real world. (laughs) Is that what you're saying, Morgan? That's great. Token counters
2: in magic because reality doesn't work that way. Mm. In the last year,
0: interesting commanders that we have gotten are Judith Carnage Connoisseur is gonna count because uh I want to talk about Torwaki the Younger, but I think that's from the year before. The Master Multiplied, The Beast Deathless Prince. We've got Rowan Sion of War. She doesn't count, but we got a reprint of Xanxia sleeper agent, Sauron the Lidless Eye.
2: The- these names all sound like good cards or good names for bad cards.
1: Every single one of them. Look, Jason gave me that Xantia reprint as my Commander Master's preview card. I'm like, yeah. oh, crap. I got to build a deck around Xantia. I came up with you make something into an artifact so you can enchant it with something that gets upset whenever an artifact activates its ability. That's what I came up with for Xantia. <laughs>
0: Let's not even mention that Prosper is like one of the best commanders out there,
1: period. Prosper's a meme. Everyone's like, oh, that's good and <laughs> Prosper. And that's the only... You know When's why? the last time you've seen a Prosper?
0: I played Prosper, you dig dung? I've got a f***ing Prosper deck. Sorry, Ken. I've. Uh, what do you think this is?
2: There's a lot of yelling and screaming for something that's from a, like a universe is beyond set. But maybe that's just me. Well,
0: that's not a that's not universe is beyond. That's like a legit It is a universe
2: magic. that is that is not... Imagine. You're right. It is a
0: D set, but it's still <laughs> not considered universes beyond. All right. Whatever. Let me talk about the, the colors that I can't stand building around. Selesnia. <laughs> Straight up Selesnia. Oh! I'm not even kidding. I don't Uh-oh. care. That's Celes- math. That's
1: math. <laughs> Sorry, Solani. You look Gabriel in the eye and tell me he sucks.
0: Buddy, I will rip do up it. a copy of Gabriel Angel Fire right now if I could find one. I don't care for Selesnya. What are you gonna do? Put counters on things and make people uh, upset about it? Whatever. Who can Oh, you, oh, you've got a freaking guy that says at the end step do stuff with counters again. Hey, did you gain life? There's counters involved. I'm not interested, and I'm also not interested very much in the combat step. And look, I'm not going to lie to you. I do have decks that have uh, green and white in them. That's not, you know, hard to come by. I've got two Abzan decks right now. I'm just as shocked as you are. But, like, I I have, like, a Bant deck that's also, like, an Enchantress deck. Like, of course, if I'm playing Enchantress, those two colors are going to be involved. But let me tell you something real quick right now. I could give less of a about Selesnya as a goddamn color pair when it comes to building a deck. With just those two colors. You'd have to come up with something so weird and so interesting for me to even not just, like, sigh and shrug again. Whereas Rakdos commanders have been so cool and weird, I dare you to come for my guys again. My carnival sweethearts. My cowardly... uh, uh, um, What's due to this title again? She runs away from everything that happens in The Last store and she's not great. Cinderella? Yeah, she's a diva, but anyway, I don't care. Point is, Selesnia. How do you feel about that, Solani? I told you, whatever, you came for breakfast. Did you even glunch, bro? Oh, cool, glunch. What's that, counters, life gain, draw again?
1: No, it's treasures, counters, and draw.
0: Uh Oh, okay, I was wrong about the treasure part. I forgot that magic is so... St- Silly and need to have treasures on everything back then, even now. Anyway, yeah, I don't care about celesnia Yeah, well, what do you what are you gonna do about it? Huh?
1: I can't do anything.
0: Anyway, this is taking too long, and I'm sorry.
1: I can't do anything. Yeah, yeah because you're playing green and white. Celesnia can't interact. Actually, they can. They can interact Boom. with creatures pretty easily. Face another permanence.
0: Face Morgan got you in the face.
1: <laughs> all right you can be over there sacrificing and existing at people while i'll be doing something interesting that requires thought like swinging creatures at other players that might have blockers they might have things oh. on the board i might have to oh. do math you know that Not creatures you think you've got math? You think Not one creatures. Plus one plus three is hard wait until you've got a rampaging Woo. gabriel Angelfire. wait until i have a response And you just are silent. (laughs) Nailed it. Morgan going off this episode. I'm sorry. Asceticism. I'm sorry. Dawn charm. I'm sorry. Asceticism. There are so many ways. (laughs) The one that gives privileged position. I'm sorry. Zulaport cutthroat and a million tokens with a Phyrexian altar. You don't have to do anything. You just sit there and you just do the thing. You play that's where the 40 minute solitaire turns come from okay and you know what let me tell you something Uh uh-oh 40 tokens 40 thralls on the battlefield so that you can throw them away as 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 well as the rest of the table you just flip it there's no point sacrificing is a cost you just have honor you want it you
2: sacrifice your creed you want to feel that honor you want to feel that your sacrifice was was meaningful and it's just not
0: Tokens are dispensable. Anyway, we have, I have a point to make. You said this is where the 40-minute turns come from, that you do nothing. You sit down and do nothing. Let me tell you something. We've been sitting down doing nothing for 40 minutes right now. How do you, how do you feel about that? Huh? Really makes you think. Anyway, you guys should follow us on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> this is the end of the episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. If you have something nice to say, please say it to us. Follow us at am I the ballcast on Twitter. Follow me at Mike Carosa. <laughs> check out my Link Tree. Check out my comedy. <laughs> Follow Solani. Uh, get his website, gamesfreaksa.info.
1: The letters. The letters essay, not the word.
0: The letters a essay. That's right. And Morgan is indigo gentleman on Twitter. So please check out our stuff. Come see us in Chicago. At the convention. Come see me perform in Chicago. I'll be doing comedy out there. I would love to meet people. I would love to meet people who listen to the podcast. I've been going out to uh, an LGS out here in Montreal, and I uh, ran into two players. We just sat down and played games all night. And then, uh, you know, I was like, hey, so what are you guys doing? I was like, well, I, I just started a podcast based on my column over at Commander's Herald. And they're like, that's you? We read that all the time. We're so excited about this podcast. So shout out to Steve and Sam. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being pals. Looking forward to playing more games this week, and I'm looking forward to meet more of you guys. I just did a, a pod with Mister Bevers. This is dating the episode where someone in the chat was like, "I've been really enjoying the ball cast." And let me tell you something. I really enjoy that you really enjoy the ball cast. Thank you so so much to everybody out there listening to the podcast and giving us very nice feedback. Uh, and if you have bad feedback. Don't hurt me. Anyway, that's enough for everybody. Good night, everybody. Michael, Morgan, say bye-bye. Goodbye. bye